Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whiskerware Apparel along with Chuck Davison and Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes and we want to welcome you to the show tonight. We've got uh, a lot of stuff going on and we're going to jump right into uh, some of it. We have uh, Mark Lauder with caught the new West Virginia State record over the weekend in the Cabela's tournament out there. And uh, Doc's got him sitting there at the uh, computer with him. How's it going tonight, fellas? Pretty good. Doc, why don't you uh, jump on in and, and uh, get Mark to tell us all about catching that, that great fish out there. We're so happy that he got in there and spending the time with us to be on Catfish Weekly. And we can uh, go ahead and get started. I know he's got to go to work early in the morning, and uh, we can get him run through. He won't be bored. Yeah, we're appreciating coming, especially on short notice. But uh, Mark did set the West Virginia state record. And actually, I'm just going to kind of let him just tell us all about it, uh, what he, bait he was using and what he was doing. Because uh, the conditions that day were horrendous to say nothing. So uh, go ahead, Mark. Uh, just you've got the floor, buddy. All right. Um yeah, uh, Doc was in a tournament downriver a couple hours, but it was the same condition. We had rain for the first few hours in the morning. Me and my partner, Ryan Lawrence, started, our plan was to start anchoring early in the rain uh, on some barges to get some flash. Scoot closer to the mic. All right, all right. <clears throat> our, so our plan, our plan was to get in uh, and fish barges early for a couple hours and then move out to the main river and do some uh, bottom bouncing. That was the plan. Of course, all plans change by the minute. So when we first started, the wind was blowing straight up river. Uh, I mean, right at first light, it was blowing pretty hard, probably close to 20 miles an hour. So uh, we had to double anchor to keep the boat. And we were real close to barges, using the barge as a shelter to, to, to suck in there. So within uh, two hours and maybe three different barges, I think we had about a five-pound flathead, like a nine and 11-pound flathead. So we thought, okay, let's go out into the main river. So we, uh, we moved down river a little ways, and what we did is uh, we started to set up for bottom bouncing. So we put a, so, uh, we got six rods in the boat, so we put two, two rods each out on the side, and we're both on the back bottom bouncing as we're drifting down. Current was about two and a half miles an hour, so we were trying to uh, using the Tarova to slow us down to about about half of that, 1.3. But we were all over the place. What would happen is the wind was slowly shifting through the morning. Now it was a crosswind, so as we were drifting backwards with the nose upstream, a gust would blow the nose 90 degrees, and then you try to correct it, come back. It was hard to get a good scent line, and Ryan was running the trolling motor, and just having a heck of a time. We were all probably drunk coming down the river sideways, you know, trying to correct, and, and we all know how that can be. So I was on that first uh, drift through an area. Uh, we were on a long uh, downslope above an outside deck. So, you know, as the current was starting to pick up speed and drop down into the hole uh, on that floor. Yeah, uh, we were pretty much in that 35 to 45 foot range. So, 
most of it was 38 to 40 foot. And that's, that's where the fish came from. But on the first drift, I had uh, had two or three fish come up. You can see them on the graph. Come up, look, but not take the bait. So I was encouraged by that. Um, so we were going to go back up and basically changed our plan to just controlled drifting. So we slowed the boat down and couldn't bottom bounce because we kept getting tangled as the boat was. So we just put, uh, I had three rods up on the back of the boat. We had three on the front and spread them all out. And, uh, at the end of the first drift, uh, Ryan got about an 18 pound boot. We like, oh, this is great. Good deal. So we did another drift and didn't get anything. Uh, and we came up and did another drift. You know, each drift maybe half a mile, three quarters of a mile. Good long drift in the current. And towards the end of the third drift, uh, I was using a PM Silver Magnum 10 foot rod, uh, 90 degrees off. So you know, the bait is 10 feet from the corner of the boat, it's way out there. And uh, those 10 foot rods are really limber and tipped. You know, it's already pretty bouncy. Um, so it looked like I was dragging bottom, you know, so I'm looking at it for three or four seconds. I have to figure out this white bottom, and then the line started going out, away from the boat. So I just reeled down, and at that point, you know, the white was on. I couldn't get the rod out of the holder. Classic white with it. And, you know, fish is pulling hard one way, you're trying to lift the rod. And those 10-footers are a little harder, but we love them to keep the rod spread out away from the boat. I never saw that fish on the ground. It was outside the cone, um, which is good. But anyway, so once I set the hook, I was like, okay, this is good fish. You know? Then about 30 seconds, I realized, okay, so I yell at Ryan, who's in the front of the boat, to come back and reel up my other two lines. So he comes back and reels them up. Then, within about another minute or two, I'm like, okay, this fish has really got some weight. This is so he's, he's joking with me, saying, okay, this fish is 10 pounds. I'm going to be pretty upset. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I know it's better than 10 pounds. And uh, anyway, uh, that fish um, fought really strong. I bet we had him on for 13 or 14 minutes. It was seemed like forever. Ten foot rod is great because you have such a long arc, huge shock absorber, and with all the rods just reeled up, you know, at like uh, now you walk around the boat, move the rods over the top. That, that's a real plus there. But uh, Ryan just turned off the trolling motor and let us free drift, but he was controlling the trolling motor, keeping on the one side, side of the boat, facing the fish. The fish was like circling the boat like three different times. He did a complete circle around the boat. So Ryan was pretty important in this because if I was by myself, there was no Plus the boat basically drifted into the bank and the fish was you know, pulling the boat around. Uh, we fish out of his 20-foot sea arm. It's a great ride. But, um, you know, I kept saying, get ready with the net, get ready with the net. Of course, the fish wouldn't come up. You know, come up a couple feet and go back down. So I started thinking, this might be a big flathead. 
way it's winding. You make long runs, and I, when they make those long runs, you lose track when you're really back how close he really is. So, uh, I finally, you know, he's like, hey, you gonna land this thing this week or what? You know, <laughs> you know how partners are in the boat. And so finally, the fish rolled right up against the boat, so close that you couldn't get a net on it. And we were both like, oh my gosh, this is really nice. So he went down, and I'm thinking, I don't want to lose him. I'm a nervous wreck now. <laughs> Waiting for him to net it, and so, you know, he's ready, he's ready, he's ready, and he's starting around, and finally it come up, and the uh, first good shot we had, Ryan was able to get the net under it. Pull it up next to the boat, and I was just like, oh. So the load came off my mind. It's the biggest fish I've ever caught by far. So uh, I had to go over and help him, you know, lift it into the boat. And it was on the bottom of the boat. We just put the boat Oh my gosh. So he's thinking right away, it's not going to fit in my life. <laughs> so you know, it's a real problem to have. You know, he just bought this new boat. It's got like, I don't know, 40-gallon live well. But, you know, this fish is huge. Uh, it's not like them Alabama boys who are always catching 50s and 50s. You know, we just don't get them. Like I said, our big fish up here, 20 to 30 pounds. 30 pounds is a really nice fish. Anyway, so uh, while we're fiddling with it, uh, Ryan's like, I got to weigh this. I got to weigh. I got to know how big it is. I'm like, ah, you know, it is what it is, you know. And uh, so he, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> oh yeah, Ryan was just as, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so anyway, he gets uh, out as a uh, bottom dweller's wasteland, great tool. Uh, we usually try to use that on fish over about 25 pounds. And uh, he had a, you know, the standard 50 pound scale in the bottom down, just go out over a limit. And he was like, oh my gosh. So we start thinking, well, we know the record uh, was 52.9, the old record, 52.9 pounds. He's like, man, it might be a record. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not so sure I'm eligible for it, but because um, of the way the license works, I, I didn't have a West Virginia license. I was fishing under the reciprocal West Virginia license, which allows me to fish. But I remember the Steve Douglas issue and thought, well, maybe I'm not eligible. I didn't have a West Virginia. Anyway, so uh, right away, uh, Ryan's like, hey, call Jeremy, uh, co the permit director for Fellas, and if we need to weigh him in early, so make sure he's in the ramp. We were real close to the ramp. We were within a long sight of the ramp. So that was great. I called Jeremy and he said, so let me make some phone calls. I'm here. We decided, okay, fish is fine right now, but we'll keep watching. So, uh, you know, we were running water the whole time and really, really taking care of it. We used a bunch of the Fish Life uh, products that's new out on the market. I think that we've got some tournament or live well conditioner stuff and put that in. So, you know, with the prayer, we kept fishing. Um, and in the meantime, while we were fishing, I was just a nervous wreck. I was ready to get Brian a big hug after we got in the boat. Uh, I knew it was the money. Permit. Everybody loves a good oh, kicker, and okay. and when a kicker is possibly a state record, pretty sure you're going to have big fish. So we're pretty excited. Uh, in the meantime, the wind was swirling around again, and now it's like 
sideways up the river, down the river, swirling us around. Amazing stuff. And uh, what happened is uh, we caught that fish around noon. And uh, about 12.30, Jeremy called me back and said, hey, you're eligible for, for the state record. I've got some calls in between West Virginia. Uh, and our guy over here, Grant, Grant's actually on the Ohio side. Uh, they're in Gallup list. So, uh, he's like, you're eligible, you know, I'm here, uh, I'll call you later, or you can come in at three, whatever, when the tournament's over, come see me before you get in line, try to make sure you're out in the water, circulate the water as much as possible, make sure the fish is good. So, uh, anyway, so we fished, I never had another bite after that, so, you know, we only had five fish. You couldn't change the small fish, which was uh, about a fish And uh, so when we came in at three, Jeremy says, oh, uh, I've got an Ohio DNR guy here, and I have a uh, Ohio watercraft guy. They're calling everybody they know across the river trying to reach an actual body because it kept getting voicemails every That's the weekend. And I'm like, well, you know, do what you can do. Otherwise, when I weigh in, you know, I'm releasing this fish one way or another. I do. You know, a piece of paper is not that important to me. You know, the life of the fish is more important. Most tournament guys fit into that category. So uh, he says, well, just mill around out here in the water. We'll be last in line. So it's like 4 o'clock. I get in line. And at that point, they've made 100 phone calls, and they've rejected <laughs> So as we get about halfway up the line, don't play for another minute. Uh, one of the Ohio DNR guys says, I reached somebody who says nobody's coming so far, but what he recommends that we go through all the motions, get have witnesses, get all the measurements, take pictures of all the measurements, do all as much as you can, short of being on a certified West Virginia state. So that guy was saying, you know, you can throw them, you know, go drive across the river, find a grocery that's certified, and that would count. Well, I wasn't going to do that. That, that, that big power trailering, that would be So uh, we get up to two boats in front of us, Carl Morris and uh, I forget who the other boat was. Anyway, they finally said, oh, somebody's coming. Oh, that's great. So, uh, you know, uh, they said they're going to be an hour, hour out. We're like, okay, that's fine. So. We go to weigh in, and of course, uh, Jeremy has been promoting that there's a possible state record. Because we didn't know the weight. We didn't know how big it was. We didn't know. All we knew was that it bottomed out a 50 pound scale. So um, we ended up uh, doing the weigh in, and it turns out the fish on Jeremy's scale was 60.14 pounds. So we were like, oh, yeah, great. We got the record here. And we're still waiting for these guys to show up. So, uh, as it turns out, we had big fish in the tournament. That was great. Uh, and uh, we had 103 pounds with our other fish, so that put us in second place behind uh, uh, Souders. Um, who had Chris, Chris, Chris Souders. Justin. Yep, Chris Souders and Justin Warren. They had, I think, 109 pounds. Uh, they had a bunch of five real nice flatheads. So that was a great win for them. But anyway, so uh, afterwards, we put the fish after we weighed it right back into uh, Vincent Nadoski. He had, he's got this 
huge truck mops, like 150 gallons, big thing. And uh, he's running the new uh, fish light oxygen system, so we thought, hey, this would be a great chance to give this fish a little more room to move around. Uh, so uh, he filled up uh, with river water, started running that, and put the fish right in there, and the fish was great, filled out, didn't freak out, didn't do anything. Um, uh, so I went and took the polygraph, came back, and they said, well, they said it was 15 minutes before they'd be here, and that was 40 minutes. So we're sitting around, we're sitting around, the crowds are gone, there's about 10 people left, and we're waiting around, and I guess it was about 545. They finally pulled up and took the measurements, took the weight, took it on their scale. Their, their scale, which is the official weight, was 59.74 pounds. That fish could have lost Oh yeah. Pounds, you know, <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. So uh, yeah. Whatever the case, I was as happy as pie. That's for sure. Uh, I will tell you, it came on uh, a piece of uh, fresh cut bait, uh, fresh cut shad actually, and then uh, Ryan's other blue actually came on fresh skipjack. So um, and flatheads we got on bluegill. So it was a little everything we were using. Uh, what kind of rig were you? Yeah, the rig was just a straight, uh, uh, vicious 65-pound uh, braid uh, down to uh, an 8-ounce. Uh, I think I had a uh, flat bank sinker, but a lot of times I use a sinker when we're vertically drifting. Uh, and then about a 15-inch uh, liter, a 30-pound uh, vicious fluorocarbon liter down to a, let's see, 7-aught uh, uh, Daiichi. E85 hook. That's the big red hook, a little offset. Looks a lot like the Team Catfish E5. They're very similar. So they're great hooks. Uh, Carolina rig? Yeah, basically a yeah, basically a Carolina, Carolina rig. Straight off the sink. Yeah, I had people ask me. We're gonna find out tonight. <laughs> yeah. Now when we bottom, when we were trying to bottom bounce, that's where you kind of do a three-way bounce back. That that just wasn't working. It's like all tournaments, you gotta you gotta pick the punches and fly with James constantly. We're just happy that, that we found a couple good fish and that's what we need to get the money and uh, get this great fish. West Virginia fishery is uh, protected waters as a lot of people know. They're not allowing commercial fishing. And uh, they started stocking blue caps ten years ago, maybe something like that. And they're getting bigger each year. So this record I broke by seven pounds uh, was set in 2014. Doc's pretty familiar with the, the record process here. I might yeah. let him step in for a minute. Yep, because Lynn started it back in 2009. Uh, she caught a 29-pounder, and we just, it was just another 30-pound fish until we got up on the scales. And somebody said, well, that's a new West Virginia record. We're both kind of, what? And uh, yeah, it was so. And Lynn held held the record for like two years, and it got broke. And what's kind of what's kind of cool about all this? Lynn set the record back in 2009 at the same Cabela's tournament that Mark set in 2016. Yeah. So Cabela's got two records at at their same tournament. It's it's a, it's a nice fishery down there. A lot of flatheads still. The blues are getting more numerous and bigger. 
but it's all it's all because of the regulations. That, in fact, yeah. West Virginia is putting some new regulations in this year to protect their flatheads. To protect the flatheads. Yeah, and during this tournament, there were four forty-pounders caught. Uh, that that says a lot. Uh, those guys were probably all happy until Mark showed up. <laughs> I was happy. I'm I, no, I would have been happy with a forty-pounder. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an outstanding day, and and uh, it, it, congratulations to you guys for a great fish. That's just for that area. That is a. Uh, a really a good fish for out there and and uh, I remember when uh, Lynn caught her record she was pretty excited Doc had called me and let me know and and uh, you know I was very she caught the first record fish on a rod that I had built and I built her one with all the information on it I was very happy for her and and uh, uh, and again and we're very happy for you I mean that's a that's a great fish anywhere you go but to catch it out there where 60-pound fish is not that common, it's an outstanding fish out that way. Yeah, well, I, I, I thank you. And, uh, you know, Facebook has just been out of this world. I'm going home to get my water. Thousands of comments. Uh, I'm trying to get okay. back to everybody. I'm going home to get my water. Okay, I heard that. <laughs> you know, Doc knows. Uh, Doc was around uh, when I first started tournament fishing about 10 or 11 years ago. Yeah. So I've been hard at it, working. I feel like I've earned it. But, you know, there's a lot of other people who could have caught this fish. Uh, this fish was feeding and was right where most people would have been drifting. So you know, uh, we released that fish. Uh, it took off with a splash. I mean, it hit the water and kept going. It was in great shape. And so I'm sure, you know, that fish is going to be caught again one day and let somebody else have the record. I'm happy I was able to. Maybe because somebody released it a few years ago. Who knows? Yep. Well, one, one, thing, <laughs> one thing I would like to say, uh, you know, while you're still here, Mark, is uh, the fishing community cannot thank you enough for releasing that fish. I mean, I know that Cabela's or Bass Pro, any of them places would have liked to have had that fish to put on display, but you, you put it back where it belongs in the water, and the next time it's caught, it's probably going to be a record again. So uh, we, we as fishermen appreciate what you've done as far as releasing that fish. It means a lot to everybody, and, and the next guy that catches it, you know, that fish may be 70 or 75 pounds, and it'll be another state record. Yeah, uh, well, you know, it, it's funny. For many years, you always say, oh, I wonder what I would do if I ever caught a state record fish. You know, <clears throat> I, you know, the decision was easy for me, but it was even easier because I was in a tournament. I had the resources there to keep it alive till somebody got there. So everything fell into place to make it an easy decision. There's no question I'd have let it go one way or another, but uh, it was a whole lot easier when everything fell into place like it did. So, uh, you know, I was blessed in that regard as well. So. Well, that's outstanding. We appreciate you. You've released the fish. Can't thank you enough for spending your time to, to be on the show with us tonight. You guys got any questions for him? No, I'm good. He said it all. Yeah, he pretty much covered everything, and, yeah, he, and he did a great job too. I've been yes, telling the story a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you have. 
I bet you have, and, and you know you're going to tell it some more before it's all done, and, and it'll be just as much t fun each time you tell it, and and uh, you know that's just a great fish. Chuck's been doing some screenshots for us, uh, showing pictures of the fish, and you guys with the fish at the tournament, and uh, uh, as you was talking, you know every time that uh, there was a noise made on his end of the uh, of the show, <laughs> then uh, then pictures would pop up, so. Uh, it, it's a it's a great feat, and uh, congratulations again on on catching that fish. Well, I I appreciate everybody's support. I you know you know I, it, it only happened because of uh, you know a lot of what I've learned off this show, and, you know Steve Douglas's videos and fishing with Doc, and uh, I I do want to throw a, a, a quick shout out to to Bink Fox. Uh, you guys all know Bink. Bink's a great fisherman. Bink and Doc were two people that early on were throwing me little tips, helping me out, getting me started. I appreciate that. And I called Bink uh, two days before the tournament and talked to him about the fishery, trying to come up with a plan. And uh, we had a whole different plan, and, and Bink had some options where he thought might be good. And, uh, and we followed his advice, and so I have to give him a shout-out that, that he was uh, critical in uh, putting us – where we ended up catching that fish. So, well, yeah. you got you got advice from two of the best in your area out there with Doc and Bink. They're both outstanding, and they both do a really good job. And they both will help people, uh, you know, any way they can. And that's what separates the catfishing guys from a lot of the other uh, fishing people that uh, that that are in uh, competition fishing. Yeah, uh, I agree. You know, I try to pass on what I can to people. Um, you know, it, it's all relative. You know, people new getting in. I, you know, I, I feel like I'm still a beginner. You know, but I've been doing this a long time. You know, especially uh, you know around some of these people that have been doing it for years and years and years. So you just keep plugging away. You get a little better at it. You get a little smarter. Not always, but sometimes. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Well, listen, Mark, I know that you get up early and go to work. Thank you again for being on the show. If you have any sponsors, anybody you'd like to thank, go ahead and do that at this time, and and uh, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing your, your story with us. Oh, well, I appreciate the time. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd like to thank uh, B&M uh, Poles. Uh, they're our main sponsor. We love all their rods, the silver magnums, the 10-footers, what I caught that fish on. Uh, their bumping rods are nice. Uh, that's what we use to bump with. Uh, they also make a great channel cat rod. Uh, Vicious line has been good to us. Aichi uh, hooks, uh, the TTI Blakemore guys, <clears throat> they've been great. Uh, uh, never snag anchors. Uh, you guys are probably familiar with that. Uh, we were using that. That's been uh, all spring. That's been working great for us in all this high water. There's a lot of that going around. Uh, let's see here, uh, Catfish Tech with uh, Vince Nadosky and our, our electronics. Uh, hats off to them. Uh, our monster rod holders always doing the job. Uh, Jody Harrison uh, with the Fish Life products. Uh, he's been uh, helping us out. So, uh, like I said, uh, you know, you know, all those people come together and help make a day like this happen. So, you know, every little bit helps. And we, us tournament guys, we, you know, we can't say enough about our sponsors. So we appreciate everything that everybody does. So and you guys are all familiar with that. So with that, with that, that's all I got. I appreciate the time. I'm going to duck out of here. So 
thank you for your time. Keep up the good work on the show. Everybody loves it. Everybody I talked to, I talked to a couple people today, and they were like, "Oh, tell those guys to keep it up. Keep going, man. We love the show." All right, well, thank we're glad. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Chuck. That's quite a story there. He's got it. It was a great fish. I was so glad that he got to catch that fish and share it with everybody. Oh yeah, man, that's awesome. It don't it don't really get a lot better than that when and it doesn't matter if you're in West Virginia or if you're in Alabama or if you're in Missouri or wherever you're at if you catch a state record uh, that's a feat I mean it's something that everybody doesn't get to do and and uh, you know guys will say well that's a sixty pound fish a sixty pound fish is a giant. I don't care if you catch it in Alabama or Missouri or wherever, but to catch it in a place where they don't have 60-pound fish, that is really good. That's right. Here, I got a little youngster that uh, went on a little fishing trip with me Saturday, and we caught how many fish? Seven. We caught seven fish. Uh, I want you to ask him a little bit of questions, and uh, he caught a 28-pound flathead doing it wicked tuna style. It was awesome. <laughs> Did you catch that fish all by yourself? Yes. You did? Did Chuck take you to a place where that fish was at, or did you tell him where the fish was at? He took me where the fish was at. He took you right where it was at, too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Did you have fun fishing with Chuck? Yes. You know what? Chuck's a pretty good old boy, you know, and if you're really nice, I'm betting that he'll take you fishing again. You'll all be fishing <laughs> one bigger than that down there where he's at. That'd be all right. That'd be all right if you catch a bigger one than that. Yes. You will. <laughs> I'll bet. Well, you you stay fishing and keep after them, and and uh, maybe you can get Leanne to go out there with you and show her how to catch a fish. How that? How'd that be? Good. That'd be good. <laughs> hey, now. You have to tell Leanne if she goes, you got you get to use that pink fishing rod of hers now. That'd be all right. Mhm. Yep, yep. Tell her you want to use her pink rod. That's a lucky one. That's where she catches all them big fish on. All right. All right. Hey, Mr. Lyle, appreciate you putting me on the show. Hey, you with the next time Chuck takes you out and you catch another big fish, you be sure to tell him you want to be back on the show with us again. How'll that be? Okay. Okay? All right. Thank you. <clears throat> good play. Thank you. Hey Randy, how's it going tonight? Doing good. How are you, Lyle? We're really good. We just got done talking with a a young man that Chuck put on a great big flathead and he drilled it in all by himself and got all that done. And uh, we just had Mark Blauvelt on the show and he had caught the new West Virginia state record and, and uh, uh, that was a, a great fish, uh, near 60 pounds. And uh, for that water, that's just that's just a giant. It really was. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, it, it was a great fish. It's a great fish anywhere, but... Uh, um, you know, out there, that is, that's just a monster. Uh, you know, the Ohio River's been uh, filtered so bad with commercial fishermen and stuff, and 
to, to still be able to find one like that is, is just awesome. But I want to I want to tell everybody, Randy, that you're with um, you're with Fishing for Freedom. Boy, we're getting some noise out in the background, either on Chuck or Doc. I'm not sure which one. All right, that better. Uh, no, still got it. It's a um, like a static or something. I had it a while ago and then it left. But anyhow, fishing for freedom. Uh, I'll, if, if you would, Randy, would you tell us all about this event? I mean, I've been going to it for several years, and it is probably the most fun uh, and the most. Uh, I, I'm not even sure how to say it, but when you can take <laughs> these military people out. Uh, and, and take them out in a day in a boat. It's, I guess it's the most rewarding thing you could do in a fishing tournament uh, anywhere there is, and, and there's no money involved, but, I mean, it's just a great tournament for a great cause, and these people, they appreciate it more than anybody I know. It is, and, you know, the thing is is that uh, it's it's a fun-packed weekend um, for everybody involved, both the boaters and the warriors. Um, it, it, you know, we start Friday afternoon, and we go all the way through Sunday early evening. So uh, it's a it's a fun pack it's a fun filled packed weekend, and um, these guys really enjoy it. We had um, we had the gentleman on with a new one coming up over in Springfield, Illinois, and I wish them guys all the best. But you guys have been doing this for six years, is that right? Yeah, this is the this is this will be our sixth tournament. Six year in a row. So uh, I tell you what, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Uh, we've got some really good people working on it, and uh, you know the thing is, is that these are these kind of events are impossible without you know our sponsors and our and our people who donate. And so it's it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun too. Oh, it is, and and um, we've been fortunate uh, to be able to make uh, the last three or four of these. And uh, had we known about it earlier. Uh, we'd have probably uh, been to some more of them, but when we found out about it, it was through Glenn Sanders, which you you know, and Jeremy Sanders, his nephew, is a real good friend of mine, and and, and everybody in that community uh, puts goes the extra mile to make this what it is. I mean, the uh, the city of Quincy is behind this in a way that I don't think any other town I've ever been around is like. Well, then I think that says a lot about Quincy and and the tri-state area. Actually, I mean, it's just not Quincy. It's, you know, it's the you know the folks from Missouri, the folks from Iowa, you know. So uh, without those guys, uh, it'd be impossible for us to do this. I'm quite sure you're right. Now, Chuck, you you being a former military, I'm I'm sure you have some questions for Randy about this and how it takes place. Uh, yeah, um, you know. I'm former military. Um, my new partner, he's a wounded warrior. Um, you know, how how do y'all go about, you know, getting the uh, the guys to come fish? What organizations do you go through when you reach out to try to get guys to come in? Because I know a lot of guys uh, have been caught trying to benefit, and you know, and uh, you know, jump in on this. Uh, you know, and pretend like they were veterans and try to get a free ride and stuff. How do y'all do your screening and all that? And what organizations do you go through to make sure you get the right guys? 
Well, first of all, Chuck, I want to say thank you for your service. Um, you know, I, I don't think that that's said enough. Um, and, and every time we cross, uh, you know, a veteran or a warrior, we always like to make sure that we say thank you. So um, my appreciation goes out to you and and because it, it means a lot to, to, to myself and uh, all the people on our board and all of our volunteers. Um, but as far as, you know, as far as screening goes, um, leading up to this year, we, we never really had any screening in place. Uh, and we found um, last year that uh, we had a case where someone took advantage of us. And uh, so this year we actually uh, had to um, um, institute a, a thing where, you know, they have to, they have to show their DD-214 to us um, and prove, you know, who they are and, and, uh, and their service. So, um, but as far as, as far as getting the word out to these guys, I'm telling you, we don't have to do much because uh, as soon as one guy comes, he goes back and tells 10 or 15 other guys, he says, oh, man, that, we had so much fun. You guys have got to go. And it's just, you know, our warriors hear about this by word of mouth. You're right. I didn't know if uh, if you went through uh, different organizations and, and, you know, went off some kind of, uh, you know, list that they provided for your area or anything like that. No, I tell you, we're 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 open to anybody coming. Um, in fact, we've got uh, we've got warriors from twelve different states that are going to be here this year. Wow! Yeah, that's, I mean, that is awesome. And we're talking, um, you know, of course, Illinois, Missouri, Iowa. We've got Colorado, Arkansas, Kentucky, New Hampshire. We've got a we've got a young lady coming from the state of Washington. You know, so um, it, it's pretty impressive that, you know, someone from the state of Washington can hear about our event and they want to come. So uh, that says a lot, I hope. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's pretty bad that, you know, people go out and try to take advantage of these little uh, events going on. But a lot of it's going on. Uh, you know, guys are going out and buying, you know, uniforms and, and badges and just pretending like they're uh, you know heroes and stuff and never set foot in the military um, I don't know why anybody would want to do that uh, I have naturally put a uniform on since the day that I ETS um, but you know some guys must get a thrill out of it but you know I, I am I'm really glad y'all are screening now because these guys that are um, Going out and taking advantage, it, you know, it, it really ticks us veterans off um, with these guys doing this. And I, I would call somebody out in a minute, um, you know, if I if I heard them or, or seen anybody that I I had a feeling, you, you know, veterans has got a feeling about other veterans. You can get around one and tell if somebody's really bending or not, you know, um, you know, especially if you've been in the same branch. Um, you know, because I've sat around and listened to guys talk before, you know, and they they would they would start fibbing, and I could really tell. I'd, I'd kind of call them to the side and call them out, you know, and, you know, they would just, yeah, he, he's got me figured out. I'm just going to be quiet, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm really glad y'all are screening and making sure the right people's getting in there and getting what they deserve. Well, and, you know, I if I'm not mistaken, you know, I was talking to Mindy, and um, one of our, she actually takes care of our registration. And uh, at one point, we were up to, uh, I think, 188. But we had a few people who didn't want to show their DD-214. So uh, we dropped them right from our registration. If you, you know, if you don't want to show that, 
well, we're sorry, but we're you're not going to be able to come fish in our tournament because this is for our warriors, and and we don't want something that happened last year to take place again this year. Uh, we were all pretty um, pretty upset about it. Um, you know, I uh, we all had a few choice words, but uh, you know, those are those are sidebar conversations, and you know, um, uh, it's something that we don't want to think about. We we hope that no one tries to do it again, but. Uh, you know, you do have those select few out there that will try to take advantage of certain opportunities, and and it's something that we do. You know, we don't really care for. Yeah, you know, they may have some kind of psychological problem or an illness or something. They they may need to go get taken care of, but you know, it's still not right. It don't matter what kind of condition they got. They need to go get help if they got that much of a problem. Yeah. Randy, how many uh, how many boaters do you have signed up for for your hundred and eighty whatever it is? Well, I tell you what, uh, I just got an update from Mindy about uh, a couple hours ago, and uh, we are currently at 156 boaters. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm you telling you a... what, uh, 156, yes, 156, <laughs> I said that. Have you got a ramp big enough to support that many boats? <laughs> well, you know what, thank goodness that we don't launch all at the same time and from the oh, same place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we actually uh, we actually fish in a couple different uh, – we, we, we we have a couple different weigh-in um, uh, points because with that many boats and we have three different oh, yeah. divisions, um, you know, the first couple years they tried to do it just on the river alone, um, but we found that, um, you know, we just couldn't get that support from the boaters because a lot of people don't, they don't, they don't travel that river. You know, we've got a lot of bass fisher, you know, bass bass fishermen who, you know, will go to Mark Twain Lake, and um, a lot of our cat fishermen, you know, they love the river, you know, and and why and why not, you know? Um, so I mean, basically, we have uh, uh, Hamilton, Illinois. Uh, we're gonna do a weigh-in there. Uh, we've got our weigh-in in Quincy at Clyde Adams Park. Uh, we've got a weigh-in at Mark Twain, and we've also got a weigh-in at. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to say it, and you guys are going to ask me what it is, and I'm not going to be able to tell you, but re-rig. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's down below the, Hannibal, I believe. Um, it's the re below the re-rig dam on, on Mark Twain Lake. Yes, I'm not very familiar with it. Um, I, I don't fish down that way, so... <laughs> They, you know, I had one of one of the other board of directors. Uh, he actually explained to me how to get there, and I said, "Max, I really, I really don't plan on going there anytime soon." So, <laughs> but yeah, so with that, with that many, you know, with that many boats, we have to, uh, we have to kind of, you know, make sure that you know it's getting spread out, and, yeah. um, you know, it, it seems to work out pretty good. Well, you know, that that's an exciting tournament. Uh, of course, we fish the catfish uh, division of it, but uh, if if you have a – say Chuck wanted to come up and sign up for it, he'd be welcome to do so, and, and he could choose between uh, going out with a catfisherman, he could choose to go out with somebody that's bass fishing, or he could choose somebody that's going out crappie fishing. And, um, you know, if you don't like the bass fish, uh, you know, you could you could catch catfish or you could catch crappie, and if you don't like to catch crappie, you could catch catfish or bass. Uh, and uh, you know, Mar Twain Lake uh, and, and the river system, you you know, you're open for about anything in that area. And and uh, compared to some of the other pools on the Mississippi River, that's not uh, the greatest 
pool for giant fish, but you can usually catch a lot of fish up there depending on the day, and, and it's good fishing. I mean, uh, you know, that's that's not very far from where Cindy put that 50 in the boat uh, a year or so ago, so uh, there's some great fish up there, and, and, and really, other than bragging rights, it's about taking these people out, these girls and boys and men and women that have done so much for us, and we sit back here and, and don't give anything back, and this is just one way to, to say thank you for everything that they've done uh, for us, uh, and, and they don't hear it near enough. You're exactly right. I mean, um, you know, it, it is a fun-filled weekend, but, you know, when it comes down to it, um, for me, uh, you know, when I see those those boaters hauling those warriors back, uh, especially to the, you know, through the weigh-in uh, at Clad Adams Park, and I see that smile on their face, you know, I, I get a sense of accomplishment that we did what we wanted to do. And, you know, these guys have a, you know, they, they, they have some, you know, whether it's PTSD or, you know, whatever, um, it, hopefully they forget about that for one weekend and they can kind of sit back, relax, and be our guest. Um, and we can show them that hospitality, you know, that we're, we're, we're known for here in the Midwest. And um, that's, that's what our goal is. Well, you know, um, I've taken the same gentleman out the last two years, uh, Lyle Atkinson, uh, last year, he asked us to take out uh, a friend of his that passed away, a military career guy, still in, uh, had a bout with cancer and passed away, and uh, Lyle donated his trip with us to this friend of his, a uh, 16-year-old daughter, and we took her out and filmed it. We didn't do any good on the fish. The, the, the tournament conditions was horrendous last year with the wind and all the stuff. But she had a really good time. He had a really good time. We had a great time. The year before, we'd done really good with him in the boat and, and caught some fish. And uh, it, it's uh, the fishing part. If you catch some fish, that's a bonus to just to be with these guys because every one of them that we have taken out or been with, they're just thrilled that somebody will take them out on the water. And, and I'm not sure if they're as worried about catching fish as they are just getting out and seeing the things and being in the boat and, uh, you know, getting away from it all, which that to me would be extremely important. That's a, that's a pretty tough uh, thing to think about every day in and day out. So these are extraordinary people that we're dealing with, and, and we need to give them every little opportunity to, to have a day like that as we possibly can do. You're right, and and you know what I as you talk about uh, you know last year you brought out that 16 year old girl, uh, I was talking to one of our warriors uh, a couple weeks ago, and he told me he says you know what Randy he says I'm heading down to uh, Lake of the Ozarks to meet up with my boater for fishing for freedom because uh, him and his wife go down there and and they go out fishing with those guys on a regular basis and you know uh, we have uh, we have one of our boaters Brian Drolly, who uh, he, he's he's become really good friends with. His warrior, and and they do more than fishing. They, you know, he brings them up and turkey hunt and deer hunt, and I mean that's what we want to see. We want to see that camaraderie built between our boaters and our warriors, because you know, a lot of times those guys need somebody like that, you know, um, that they can kind of you know lean on and you know and talk to and 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 go hunting with, you know, and and you know that's what this whole thing is about is is giving back that one weekend, even if it's just one weekend, for so many weekends that they lost you know, uh, yeah. by joining the service and, and, and protecting our country. That's right. Robert Tallman has sent us a message in on, 
on our live chat, and he says, how do you keep track of all the tournaments at one time? Uh, you know, we we have a great group of people that, who, who, you know, take care of individual weigh-ins. Um, those weigh-ins are computed and sent right back to Quincy, um, <laughs> and then they go up on our weigh board, um, you know, which is actually all handwritten. We're kind of uh, we're kind of old-fashioned, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't. I've never fished in a tournament, so I'm not 100% sure how it all works. But um, you know, I mean, everything tallies back to Quincy. And in fact, all of our boaters and our warriors, they actually come back through Quincy weigh in, and um, you know where they can get introduced in front of the the hometown crowd here, and and um, you know, so that's that's kind of how it works. Is that each weigh in. Um, that information gets uh, pushed back to us here in town, and and eventually the boaters and the warriors come back for the the, the award ceremony, and so. Well, I know that uh, we've always went through the line, and, and something that a lot of people don't know about this tournament, it is so huge that uh, if you put in uh, and fish the Lake of the Ozarks, or if you fish another pool of water, there'll be a um, train of motorcycles and cars and people that follow. You know, we come from Louisiana, Missouri two or three years ago in this tournament, and there must have been 200 motorcyclists and no telling how many cars. And you go through these little towns in Illinois, and there's people standing out on their front porch, and they got American flags, and they're waving at these guys. Um, People, you don't understand how important this is to these guys. They, I mean, it means the world to them that they know that you actually care for the, for the effort that they're putting forth. Well, I tell you what, it's 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 amazing. And I don't know, Lyle, if you've ever been, uh, if you've ever fished, I believe it's, what is it, Pool 19, which is Hamilton? Yes. Um, I don't know if you've ever fished Pool 19 and actually come back through, like, Marceline and Ursa area. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's I tell you what, Ursa, Illinois is is uh, is one of those towns that uh, I believe every resident who lives in Ursa is standing out there on the highway as these guys come by. And uh, I talked to one of the boaters uh, last year. We did a video, um, and um, I talked to one of the boaters, and he says, you know, he says as we were coming through. Uh, I actually had to, you know, wake my warrior up, and and he sat up, and and a tear came to his eyes because he couldn't believe the amount of people who stood out there to to basically say thank you, and um, you know, it, it's it's amazing. And Randy, that's the way it should be in every town in America. It, uh, it is. These guys do so much. It should be, and you know, one of the one of the changes that we made this year. Uh, we were always um, we always allowed the global war on terror veterans, um, which basically since Iraq uh, would be you know considered global war on terror. We've actually opened it up to all veterans, uh, and we call them all warriors now. Um, uh, you know, because you know, look at the Vietnam vets when they came back. You know, and they weren't treated the best. Um, right. But now we're you know, we're opening those doors for those guys, and we want them to be part of our event, you know, because they have just that, you know, just as much right as anyone else. So uh, that's why we kind of opened it up to everybody, and you know, as far as all veterans go, and and in fact, this year we're doing a um, we're doing a uh, fishing tournament at our local Illinois uh, Soldiers and Sailors Home, the Illinois Veterans Home, uh, for the residents there on Saturday. 
which is really neat. That's something new that we're doing this year. So we want them to get involved also. That's, that's outstanding. Doc, have you got any questions for Randy about this tournament? No, because Ohio does the same thing, uh, but it's mainly on lakes. I've always wanted to get involved with it, but my boat is too big. Uh, the lakes that they always fish on them, they have a 22-foot uh, restriction, and I really, I love to get those guys out because I got a lot of buddies that were in the service and stuff like that. So I've hey, always hey, wanted to participate. Hey Doc, your boat's not too big for Quincy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, you you you, know, you I tell you what, if you don't come to Quincy, you're missing a great event. Because we do the fish fry and the trap shoot and 3D archery shoot on Friday night. Oh, wow. uh, we we got uh, our heroes banquet on Saturday night, you know, and then we got you know our our heroes festival down at the park on Sunday. And I'm telling you, it's it's a weekend filled full of you know just a great time. A lot of stuff, well, yeah. The people that that's never been to this event, um, the dinner and the the heroes banquet that's on Saturday night. Uh, is unbelievable. Is that Friday? Is that Saturday, Friday night, or Saturday night? That's Saturday night. The it's banquet. Saturday is. night, right? Because the tournaments. Yeah, that is. Um, you you walk into this huge auditorium. I mean, it's it's massive, and, and they have all the stuff. There's live auctions and stuff that you can bid on and different things, which is uh, unbelievable amounts of this stuff that people donate. It's unbelievable amounts, and they. You sit down uh, with your soldier if you can find him, and it's kind of hard to do. The first one, when we got Lyle, I looked and looked for him. I couldn't find him, and I thought, oh, man, either I've missed him. He hadn't showed up, and we had our dinner, and he come come up and found us later. But uh, they bring you the food. They bring you your drinks. They bring you your dessert. Everything is taken care of. Everybody gets a goodie package, and uh, you take it off, and you get these T-shirts and hats. And, I mean, the next day, the city of Quincy, Illinois, is just ate up with with the, all the shirts and t-shirts and and this is a a way in like I have never seen before anywhere I've been um, they they have tractor trailers set up for stages and a line of vehicles to weigh fish did you go through with these people uh, that's wrapped around I can't tell you how many city blocks of Quincy Illinois I mean it's unbelievable uh, and everybody I mean, if, goes if, through there, and if if you were actually, you know, just to let you know, just to give you an idea of how how long that line is, um, you know, it, it's probably by the from the from the front of the car to the last to the last boat, or you're probably talking three to four blocks. So oh, at least, at least, you know, I got that. that not last year, but year before, I got to worried about the fish, you know, in the live well. It, it, we we <laughs> yeah. was in line so long, and it's all it's usually hot, uh, you know. And, and I want to give a shout out to to a guy that you know, Doc. Uh, Jack Height drove over two or three years ago. Him and yeah. his wife drove over and fished this tournament. Uh, I I was in way in line, and they was trying to get out of there so they could go back. And and I know that's a long drive, but Jack had a really good time and. Uh, you know, it's outstanding that we get guys with, with boats that come from Ohio and all over the place. And and another thing that a lot of people don't understand, these are, are not necessarily active duty people. They could be former military or or uh, wounded warriors or, you know, they 
there it's open to a, a wide variety of military personnel. Would you uh, go over some of that with us, Randy? Well, I tell you what, like I you know like I said earlier, um, you know, in previous years we only did global war on terror veterans. Uh, this year we wanted to open it up, you know. So we've got we've got um, and I'm and I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, what our oldest one we're going to put on the water, but uh, you know we've got some Vietnam vets that are going to be fishing this year. Um, we have a hundred and um, we have 187 warriors signed up uh, to fish the tournament, but we're going to put 227 at last count warriors on the water. Wow. We've got several several of our warriors who are actually stepping up to to take these you know some of these other guys out fishing with them. You know, so we're going to put 227 warriors on the water, and uh, to me, that's just phenomenal. Um, this uh, this is our this is our biggest year yet. Uh, every year, the last two years, we've jumped uh, around 37 percent from the previous year. So, I mean, this tournament's just getting bigger. It's it's not getting any smaller, and 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 it's just phenomenal. Well, you know, the the the. The way this tournament is done, and then the reception that it gets, not only from the the fishermen and the military people, but the town and everybody around. Now this this thing has got vendors of food set up for uh, several hundred yards. I mean, if you want a, a a hot dog or a hamburger or something to drink or cotton candy, whatever it is you want, it's like going to the fair. I mean, they got it all there. It, it really is, and and um, they. For, for some of the people, uh, I want to mention this too while it's fresh on my mind, uh, with Cindy with her, with her knee problems, uh, we have to park so far away with the boats uh, to go up after we've been through the weigh-in line. They have a constant flow of people with these little side-by-sides and UTVs uh, to take people back and forth to their vehicles, and, and this stuff is all donated by local businesses. and. Uh, you know, if, if you want to go and you can't walk that far, if you'll get someplace, somebody will take you up there. I mean, and they'll see that you get back to your vehicle. It, it's amazing setup they have. It, uh, it's, it's just unbelievable. And, and they always can use boaters. So if you guys want to get involved with something, you need to get a hold of Randy. Uh, I, I just posted up the fishingforfreedomquincy.org on the uh uh, on the chat, uh, but you can get on there and check it out online. They'll take more boaters, won't you, Randy? If we can get some more signed up. Hey, you know what? We try not to turn anyone away because uh, you know right. we, you know we. <laughs> each year we're going to need more, so uh, we, you know we won't turn anyone away. Uh, we do ask that you do contact us because, uh, of course, our registration is closed because we're only what uh, two weeks away from our event. So uh, right. you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, contact us, and uh, you know, you can contact me through Facebook. I take care of the Facebook account, um, and then uh, you know, if, if you send me a message, I'll make sure that you get to the right person. Um, so I mean, it's it's a great time. I, I I can't I can't express it enough, and and we're excited, and we're looking forward to a, another great year. Oh, it's going to be. Robert Tallman has another question. He wants to know if a person wanted to take a veteran out in a in a different state, is this possible for this event? It has to be run out of Quincy, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. so. Yeah. Basically, you know, I mean, you register. Everyone comes to Quincy. All of our all of our warriors 
we actually put them up in the hotels and and uh, they're actually here in Quincy and then we shuttle them out to the you know the different areas that they um, uh, are gonna fish with their boaters you know so whether you know we have a shuttle that goes down to Mark Twain because we have quite a few of those boaters that uh, that, that live down in that area so we help them out by shuttling them down there so and uh, and and Doc and Chuck, I want to, you know, extend a extend a invite to you guys. You guys are welcome in Quincy. We'd love to have you. And uh, you know, and Lyle and Lyle knows that, you know, from experience that, uh, you know, we we try to be great hosts and and run a great tournament. It, it is Good the deal. most Thank fun you. that you can have. It, it's it, unless you've been there, you can't understand the the quality of of what they do and and for the reason that they do it. Everybody. Uh, you know, you think you know what's going on, but this event is so big and runs so well, um, and I, you never see anybody mad. You don't ever see anybody upset as a rule. I mean, everybody's just going along. And and I, you know, I gotta I gotta say something that's kind of uh, it pertains to this, but it doesn't. You know, uh, some friends of mine, Jerry Klein and Joe Lucky. Uh, beat us out twice, you know, here recently in that tournament. I'm going after them guys this year, so whoever gets in the boat with me, they better be prepared to wear some fish out because, <laughs> you know, Joe and Jerry, they've been they've been taking their guy out. They took him out a couple years in a row, and they put some great fish in the boat, and, and they're as good a people as there is in the catfish community. But, boys, I'm coming after you this time. Cindy and I are going to put a guy on some fish or a little girl, whichever, however it turns out. We're going to lay it on you this time, fellas. So you better suck it up. I'll tell you what's <laughs> funny, Lyle. I'll tell you what's funny is is we got a we got a group of Peoria Marines that come down from Peoria, Illinois, and I'll tell you yep. what, they're, they're very competitive. And uh, and I, I was I was I was talking to a, a guy from Decatur, Illinois, who's in the army, and he says, you know what? He says those Peoria boys better watch it because we're coming after them this year. So I mean, you know, that kind of rivalry is just awesome. You know, it's some it's the, great. You know, it's, it's some great of these to see. guys. Yeah, it is. Some of these guys come down here and they have shirts made up for for the group like out of Peoria with. Just for them, you know, and and they want everybody to know they're the guys from Peoria, they're the guys from Fort Leonard, or wherever it is, and and uh, you know it's so much fun. It like I say, it's a, it's a, one of the best run tournaments anywhere in the United States, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. And the the food's pretty good too, you know. They they put on a really good meal up there for everybody, and uh, you know everything from paintings and stuff in these silent auctions to uh, I got one of the balls out mounts for a uh, depth finder last year, which is the most quality mount I have ever seen in my life, and and they had donated several of them. It is just uh, unbelievable things that go on, and, and uh, I'm very pleased that you took your time out, Randy, to to go over some of this stuff with us and. And uh, people, if you have a chance, and you know, we're looking at the first weekend in June, if you guys haven't got plans and you want to take a, a, a soldier out, I promise you it'll be the most rewarding thing you've ever done in a boat, and they'll appreciate it, and all of us will, will appreciate you doing that, and they will be happy to, to uh, uh, assist you in getting you a, a soldier to take out. All you just get a hold of Randy or fishingforfreedomquincy.org and uh, contact these folks. They'd love to have another boat or two. That way they can make sure everybody gets out. Everybody will get to go, but sometimes it's just easier if you have another guy where you don't have to crowd them up in a boat. Yes, exactly. 
Uh, is there anything else you'd like to <coughs> tell us about on the tournament, Randy? Uh, you know, I, I I tell you what, Lyle, I could sit here and talk about this for another two or three hours. I mean, uh, let me get you. Let me <laughs> something by you here. I just had a gentleman send me a message on Facebook and wants to know if you take donations for giveaways. You darn right we do. Uh, you know because I knew you would. Because let me tell you what, without without those donations, our sponsors, none of this would be possible. You know, um, because it's it's not cheap doing what we do and and putting this this tournament together. And you know, so I mean, you know, if he. I tell you what, he can he can shoot me a message right now, you know, through Facebook or, or uh, you know, give me a call. It doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, yeah, we always we're always looking for donations. That help that helps us out in the, whether it be the live auction or silent auction or or you know uh, you know in in the way of a check. It doesn't matter. I mean, we're uh, we're open to anything, and we try not to tell anybody no. Well, I, I knew you would, and this this gentleman that asked this. Uh, he will be in touch with you. He is one of my personal sponsors. He is also a sponsor of, of Catfish Weekly. You won't find a better person in the business, uh, and and he will get in touch with you. He's, he's a great guy, and you guys will work something out. Uh, there's so many people that's involved with this. Do you have a list of sponsors that you could go over with us? Well, I tell you what, Lyle, I do have. I, I, I'm just going to read off some of them. Okay. Uh, because we, we would probably be here another hour and a half if I if I read off everybody, but you know we've got uh, like the Minden Lions Club from Minden, Illinois, uh, big sponsor. Amron, Illinois. Um, yeah, we've got uh, White Tails Unlimited, Titan Wheel Corporation here in Quincy, Napai Corporation here in in, in Quincy, um, Shot and Kirk Toyota. Um, we've got our Amvets, our local Amvets even raise money out at you know in Ursa, Illinois. Um, so I mean, you know, State Street Bar and Grill. I mean, all these, all these don't, you know, all these people who sponsor us, you know, they're great, you know, they and and, and they provide this, you know, this opportunity for these guys uh, to enjoy a weekend, and it's just, it's just awesome. But I mean, we've got, you know, a, a whole ton of sponsors and donors that I could, like I said, I could sit here and list them all night long. But uh, you know, I, I hopefully, if any of them are listening, and I didn't say their name. You know, I, I do hope that they understand that we, you know, we appreciate everything that they do. Oh, I'm sure they do. And there's, like I say, there's no way that that you can uh, ever think of all of them. It's just, it's just not possible because I've seen these packages and uh, that of stuff that you give all the boaters and all of the uh, the the veterans and, and military personnel, and it's amazing. And like I say, I'm not sure who does the meal up there. But I've had some great meals at that that event, and one of the things that that I want to touch on just for a minute. I know we're running a little long and different things, but um, tell us about the table for the uh, Forgotten Soldier. Oh, okay, yeah, that is something that uh, is uh, very important to us. Um, it is uh, the Missing Man table, or the or the Forgotten Soldier. Um, you know, it's set up at our banquet every year, and uh, you know we go through that. And it's just, uh, I tell you what, I was never in the service, but for me, it's 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 an emotional, you know, few minutes when when we go through that in our during our banquet. And um, I tell you what, you could hear a pin drop inside that banquet hall, and you know from experience how many people are in there. 
Yep. And um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of our warriors, they appreciate that kind of stuff because, you know, that's something that they think about all the time, and and it's it's uh, it's something that we wouldn't we wouldn't leave out of our event. I can tell you that much right now. No, I tell you, if if you sit through that um, and don't come up with a tear in your eye, you're a better man than me because I've been through it a couple of times, and I, there's no every time it, it's harder and harder to do and. And it means so much to these these military guys, but it means a whole lot to the rest of us too. Uh, you know, it, it really does. And uh, like I say, you know, anybody that's interested in this, I just got another message from a friend of mine in Indiana. Want to know if he can still sign up? And I told him, yeah, to get a hold of you. And and uh, he says if they don't have enough boats in a couple of days before, he'll try to help. And and uh, he thought, I promise you. Uh, they they will always have room for another boat because they they have to double up on some of these people. So uh, if if you're interested in coming, we'd love to have you over here. And uh, it, it's very rewarding and it's a great time to have over here. So Randy, thank you again for for spending time with this. Uh, I will. Um, uh, we're going to try to get up there in a day or two and find some fish. Like I say, we're going to be gunning for Joe and Jerry this year. And and uh, But the main thing is whoever crawls in the boat with us, we want them to have fun fishing or no fishing. We're going to have a good time. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a great event. I think that everybody that's uh, can make a, an event like this. This I, I'm personally fond of this one because we've been to it several times. But any event like this where you can help the military guys out, uh, I really think that that uh, the fishing world needs to be involved with this. It's just a great great thing. It is, and you know, I, I just want to I want to thank you guys for having us on, and um, you know, it it means a lot to us. And Lyle, hopefully you can get up here for Friday night for that fish fry because. If you think this the meal Saturday night's good, well, I'll tell you what, that Friday night meal is awesome. Well, I want to tell you, I could do some damage on some fish now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, just, well, to well, give, just to give you an idea, uh, last at last count, I thought I heard 705 or 750 reservations for Friday night <laughs> for a fish fry. Wow. So, that's, that's pretty good. It, it really is. Like I say, this is a huge event, and... And uh, I want, uh, you know, before we leave, I want to give a shout out to somebody that, that is very, very cl uh, dear to me. Uh, Glenn Sanders has put a lot of effort into this for a long time. He, him and his, his nephew, Jeremy, are the ones that got me hooked up with going up there. And, and uh, you know, I know Glenn has busted his butt for a long time to make this happen. Uh, to make it good, and I'm glad that you're in there. I did not know that Glenn was not uh, involved with it for this year, but uh, you know he really put an effort into making sure that everything was like it should be, and, and uh, I I just can't thank him enough for everything he does for for that event. Yeah, he does. He you know he's uh, Glenn's a good guy. I do a lot of hunting uh, snow geese with Glenn. Uh, in fact, I, I hunt with his brother Andy. Uh, we duck hunt together and uh, honker hunt together, and so uh, you know I, I know those guys pretty well. And and uh, you know, unfortunately, he had to step aside this year because he had some prior engagements. But uh, from what I understand, he'll be back again next year, and and um, you know, uh, everything's gonna everything's gonna go great this year, just like it has in the past, and and we're looking forward to it. 
It'll be perfect. It always is. And Randy, thank you again for, for this. And I would like to make this a yearly thing. Um, if you would, wouldn't mind coming back next year and, and uh, we'll get a bunch of stuff gathered up and, and have all the information for it and, and, uh, and do another show next year. And, and uh, maybe Glenn can join us. If not, we'd love to have you back on here. This is so important that we get these, these events out to the public. It is, and we greatly appreciate you having us on um, and supporting our, you know, supporting our event. So, uh, look forward to seeing you here in a couple weeks. And uh, you know, again, thank you. All right, buddy. We will see you in a couple weeks because we'll be up there. All right. Thanks, Randy, for coming on. Appreciate everything you do, man. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you. All right, Randy. Thanks again. All right. All right, guys. We've got some stuff to go over. Chuck, what have you got tonight for closing statements? Um, I don't have very much. Uh, Alabama Catfish Trails having an event on uh, Pickwick. They're going to be going out of McFarland Park um, up in Florence uh, Saturday morning. I think uh, just go to the website. I don't have all the information in front of me, but uh, people have got the uh, misperception that it wasn't going to happen. But he's just going to cancel them as he can't get off work. So. It seems like he's going to be able to get off work this weekend, so he's shooting to have this tournament. So I hope we have a good turnout. The, uh, there's not very many tournaments going on down in this area, uh, in this part of the country, matter of fact, this weekend. So we should have a good turnout if people want to get out and do some fishing. That's all I Sounds got. Good. Right? Sounds great. I know, Doc, you've got some, some uh, tournament things to go over and uh, Doc's tips for tonight, so let's get started with that. All right. Uh, I went to the Austin McNew Benefit Tournament, um, got beat up real bad. Uh, it was, <laughs> man, my, hat, my hat's off to them guys because uh, they caught some nice fish, but uh, Doc come in empty-handed, but uh, that's nothing new for me here lately. But uh, I had a good time. Uh, Claude Reynolds did a great job of putting this thing on. Uh, first place was won by Derek and Terry Johnson. They had 116.4 pounds. Uh, second was Marty Cross and Jenny Jacobs. They had 69.2, but they had a big fish, which was a 39.1 flat. And he was pretty excited because that was the biggest fish that he had ever caught. So it, it was, it, it was. You could tell he he was really pumped up. Uh, third place was Tim Mullahill and Grant Wilson. They had 57.4 pounds. Uh, Claude and everybody that was involved with it, and you know, there was so many people that were involved with it. But they raised five thousand eight hundred and fifty-six dollars for this family. So that was great. That 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 was awesome. So, but I had a good time, even though, you know, I couldn't get my pro cat to put no fish in the boat. But oh well. <laughs> there there will probably be more days like that. Well, you know, I mean, it it was rough because there was 30 mile an hour sustained winds, and there there was three and four foot rollers out there, and. You know, I did some things that I, I'd never done before. I, I even drifted in that three and four foot rollers. I didn't know you could do that, but uh, hats <laughs> off to Tim Mulville. He said, get up in here and just roll with it. So that's, I tried it, uh, but I still, I still couldn't catch a fish, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, we all have them times. Yeah, yeah. 
Cabela's King Cat Tournament out of Gallopolis, Ohio. First place, good friend of mine, Chris Sauters and Justin Horner. Uh, these guys have really come on strong, especially Chris. Man, he fished a couple of them by himself, and he came in like second place in, in the Cabela's tournament. And, and he was fishing by himself. And we all know it's it's tough to, you know, catch a fish and, and net it and get it. You know, it just, it's rough. So they had 109.68 pounds. Second was Mark uh, Blauvelt and his uh, partner, Ryan Lawrence. Which we had Mark on the show earlier. They had 103.14 uh, pounds. They had the big fish. Uh, Cabela scales <coughs> weighed it at 60.4 pounds, uh, and it's also in the uh, West Virginia state record. Uh, third was Rodney Harrison and Jeff Winters. Uh, they had 92.64 pounds. What's remarkable about this tournament? Uh, there was four. I, I saw at least four 40-pound flatheads that were caught. So, uh, man, that that's you know good flathead water down in there. West Virginia has really come a long, long ways. Uh, they started uh, protecting these catfish a long time ago, especially the blues. And uh, now they're going to start protecting their flatheads. So hats off to uh, the state of West Virginia. A uh, few other states ought to be taking lessons off these guys because they, they definitely got it going. Uh, another tournament, Extreme Catfish Series. It was won by Chad Wall with uh, 25 pounds. Uh, Chris Nesmith, Danny Glover, and uh, Randy Kitchen was second with 19 pounds. Big Fish was Adam Winder with a 13-pound blue. Uh, Doc's tip for the night. We're going to... Guys, anytime you catch a fish, check that leader. Check that leader. Check the end of that hook. Make sure that it doesn't uh, get bent over. A lot of times when you're fishing down in the rocks, the end of that hook will get kind of bumped or it'll get, you know, bent over. So you can check it by just kind of raking it across your nail. And if that hook tip kind of digs into your nail, it's still good and sharp. If it doesn't, then either you need to change the hook or sharpen it up tight, you know, with a file. Um, as far as the leader, a lot of people, I always check the leader by just taking and running it through my fingers. Some people check it by running it through their lips. I don't want no part of that because if anybody that's ever seen these catfish, when we they got leeches hanging all over them, and I don't want any of that stuff up against my lips. So, <laughs> so, and I know my wife wouldn't appreciate it anyway. So, that's that's Doc's tip for the night. So, come on now, Doc, you got right. to run that leader through them lips and give uh -uh, lay a big no. one, big old no, no, wet no, no, one no, on no. Lynn. No, no, not gonna happen. <laughs> Well, that's a great tip, and everybody should pay attention to that because a lot of people don't check their hooks often enough. And, no, and exactly. Leaders breaking they, is one of the biggest yeah. problems with losing fish. Yeah, and then they wonder why, man, and you always hear, man, I had a big one on, boom, it, the leader broke off. You know, that's right. If, if that's they're right. tied right and they haven't been nicked, they ought to hold any fish that's out there. That's exactly right. I've got a couple of things to go over, and the first thing that I want to go over it 
is is Mike Fogel with Signorama refunded the money that Rodney Baker paid for a banner uh, for Austin's tournament out there the club put on. Uh, they had caught a hold of him to make a banner for this tournament, and he found out what the situation was and why this tournament was being put on. And he called Rodney up, and, his, yeah, and he said, I'll make the banner for you, but I'm going to refund your money. Now, people, this is the way things are supposed to be done. It, you know, and, and everyone can't do that, and we all understand that. But for the people that can do it, that does do it, um, Mike, we can't thank you enough. You know, I wasn't able to make that tournament. Uh, uh, things come up where I just could not get away to go. We had planned on being there. But guys like Mike Fogel that, that does these things, and this is Sinorama, uh, took care of of these guys and, and made this banner and donated it. And, and I just, you know, there's, there's nothing that... Uh, I can say that uh, except thank you for what you've done. That was outstanding. Uh, I got a message here from Jerry Dillard. Um, he's having problems with his internet tonight, but uh, this Saturday the Central Texas Catfish Trail will be holding their fifth tournament on the year at Lake Limestone. You can contact Jerry on his Facebook page and he'll get you the information out. These boys are working really hard down there in Texas to try to get this stuff going. So uh, if you're in the area you want to fish a tournament, uh, contact Jerry and, and get after it. Uh, Big Cat Quest Tournament in St. Louis. First place, Brett Riddle, Justin Neese, 119.5 pounds. Good job, Brett. We're real proud of you. Uh, second place was William Rossi and Ben Weber. Good job to you guys. You guys put 116.79 pounds of fish in the boat. And my old buddy Jason Jackson and Frank Castle, uh, 86.72 pounds. Uh, third place has a great finish for Jason and Frank. Larry Muse come up from Mississippi all the way to St. Louis for a fourth-place finish. Uh, him and Dino Metter and John Stevens, uh, 85.72 pounds. That's a good deal. And some local boys just north, uh, Danny Southen. You all hear us talk about Danny all the time. Jody McDaniels and Dwayne Turner fished with Danny Southen uh, in that tournament, and uh, they ended up with 71.65 pounds for a fifth-place finish. Brent Riddle, 67.56 big uh, fish overall, and uh, William Rossi with a 39.81 uh, angler big fish pot. So uh, good job to all you guys uh, down there for doing that. Uh, can't think of too much other stuff that's going on. Uh, I know that was a tough, <laughs> Rob, I know that was a tough conditions down there. I heard heard about it. It was, it was really windy and bad, and and uh, you guys earned everything that you got down there, so uh, good job on that. Next week, uh, I, you know, if, if you guys have the time to stop in and join Catfish Weekly next next Monday night, we have the gentleman from uh, the Bay Advocates uh, stuff coming on to show with us. These these got this is really important. These guys out in Maryland are trying to eradicate the blue catfish from from uh, the Potomac River and, and different areas. And uh, I know that it's hard to get everybody involved with this, but uh, if we can get input from from him and Ray and some of the guys out there on what we need to do to help this keep this from happening, we need to get this done. Uh, 
these guys are, are, are trying to get rid of a fish that they brought in there themselves for no good reason at all, and we need to get all the support to help keep this from happening that we can do. So be sure to tune in next Monday night. Uh, Brad will be on the show with us, and if we can get some more people to, to jump in here, we're going to do that, and we're going to talk about what we can do to help these fellows out. Uh, you guys got anything else for us tonight? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching the show tonight. If you get a chance, sign up for the Fishing for Freedom Quincy, Illinois tournament. Until next Monday night, along with Chuck Davison and Doc Lang, I'm Lyle Stokes. Thanks for watching Catfish Weekly.